Let's pray. God, we know that you're with us, that though we are apart, your spirit is making us one with each other and one with you. So open us up, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Open our ears and our eyes, our hearts and our minds, so that we might hear a word from you. And God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all of our hearts will be acceptable and pleasing to you, God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We're finishing up our Praying Twice series this morning. The song we just sang, For All the Saints, is perfectly fitting for All Saints Day. We'll talk about that some later. Our scripture this morning is perfectly fitting also for All Saints Day. It's from Matthew, the first book of the New Testament. If you've got a Bible with you, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 5. Go ahead and open that up if you'd like. The words are also included in this morning's digital worship guide. But now, listen for the Word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but it is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house." In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's the old joke, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, of course. It's silly, but it's true. This is how you tackle an enormous challenge, one piece at a time. It's how marathon runners finish a race, one step at a time. It's how addicts get sober, one day at a time. We, we all are experiencing this right now. How do you live through a pandemic? One day at a time. And eventually, all these one day at a times become something like a bridge. A bridge between what has been and what will be. In our culture right now, we keep calling this the new normal. I don't like that so much because there's still so much that feels not normal at all, like, like preaching to a camera, for instance. So instead of the new normal, I've settled on calling it the in-between. It's certainly not how it used to be. It's not, like, it's not going to be like this forever. This is just how it is right now. We are in-between And in a very real sense, every single day of our lives is a bridge between, a bridge between yesterday and tomorrow, 
between what has been and what will be, a bridge between who we have been and who we are becoming. You know, I see these funny images sometimes scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Apparently, one of the strategies for building very long bridges is to start at each side and to meet in the middle. But here's the thing. If one side is off by just a fraction of an inch when they start, these two sides will not meet in the middle. And I'm thinking also about all of these highway bridges, these overpasses that they're building at 610 and 59 just north of Bel Air. When they start one of these, if they're off by just a fraction of an inch, they're going to end up in a very different place than they intend to. And the point is, as we are building the bridge between what has been and what will be in our lives, what we do today matters. We're building the bridge as we walk on it, so what we do today is going to impact where we end up tomorrow. And what we do with all these one day at a time is going to shape the trajectory of our future. Our scripture this morning talks about the same sort of thing. What has been is different than what will be, and what we do today matters The first half of our scripture is a passage that we call the Beatitudes. That refers to the word blessed that Jesus uses over and over. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the merciful. There's something about the way that Jesus is speaking, though, that is very future-oriented in this part of the passage. Jesus makes nine declarations of blessedness. And the six of those nine are explicitly about the future, about what will be. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus is talking about what will be, the great good future that God is preparing for God's people. But notice that it is what they are today that sets them on the trajectory for what they will become. Those who will be comforted are the ones who are mourning today. Those who will inherit the earth are the ones who are meek today. Those who will be filled are the ones who hunger and thirst for righteousness today. But let me be clear about something here. I don't think that Jesus is offering a prescription for how we ought to behave. He's not saying, do these nine things and then I will reward you. No, it's, it's not a prescription. It's a description. Jesus is offering a description of what God is like and what a life with God is like. God comforts people who mourn. God heals people who are broken. God fulfills righteous desires. God reveals himself to those who seek after him in their hearts. These beatitudes, as I read them anyway, say much more about what God is like. And it's the second half of our passage that really turns the focus to us and what God expects from us. Verse 13, you, 
You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says. You are the light of the world. That's the part I want to focus on because this is where it begins to be clear what Jesus expects from us today. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. And here's the kicker, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. What Jesus is talking about is our witness. Our witness. That's a word we use in the church sometimes, witness. All it means is the way we live, our witness. And what God expects from us is a witness that is faithful to God, that is descriptive of God. When Jesus says, let your light shine before others, He means live in a way that shows others what God is like. Merciful, comforting, righteous. All those things that Jesus tells us about God in the Beatitudes. Live today so that when people see what you do, they get a glimpse of what God is like. I read something recently about witness. The author said witness is making visible that which is invisible. Making visible that which is invisible. This is why, pre-pandemic anyway, pastors made hospital visits. It's not because you want a pastor in your hospital room necessarily. It's because part of the job of the church is to make visible the love and care and concern of the body of Christ for you. This is why church people make casseroles for their neighbors and why we make prayer quilts for people who need prayer and why we build wheelchair ramps and help clean up after storms in order to make the invisible love of God visible in some small way. But here's the thing about witness. Everything we do is part of our witness. And that's a little bit scary, and it's a whether-you-like-it-or-not kind of thing. But because witness is simply how we live, everything we do is part of our witness. So what we do today matters. Because what we do today makes visible something that is otherwise invisible. Love, love is invisible until someone makes it visible in word or deed. Likewise, Hate is invisible until someone makes it visible. Compassion is invisible until someone makes it visible in the way they live. Intolerance, too, is invisible until someone makes it visible in word or deed. The same is true for fear and hope and kindness and anger. They are invisible until you make them visible. Now, I don't need to tell you that there's an election this week, and I don't need to tell you that it's a tense one with what feels like a lot at stake, but it will do us good. It will do us good to remember that everything we do is part of our witness as God's people. How you talk to others makes visible something. How you talk about others makes visible something. What you say and what you do on Tuesday night this week and Wednesday morning that follows makes visible something. And we get to decide, we get to decide whether we will make visible the love, compassion, hospitality, and righteousness that describe God 
or whether we will make visible the hatred, division, exclusion, and self-interest that seem to define our world. We get to decide. We get to decide whether our witness will be for God or for the world. Whether our witness will describe God or whether our witness will describe the world. And just like building a bridge one day at a time, what we do today will set our direction for tomorrow and change where we end up a month from now, a year from now, a decade from now. And here's where I want to take a look at our song, For All the Saints. It's just one verse that I want to look at. Verse 2, real quickly, it goes like this. Thou, God, thou wast their rock their fortress and their might. Thou, Lord, their captain in the well-fought fight. Thou, in the darkness, drear their one true light. Now, there's nothing about this song. There's nothing about All Saints Day. There's nothing about remembering people who have come before us. There's nothing about the Beatitudes. There's nothing about Jesus himself that promises that life will be easy or full only of good things. It's just not how life works. But my prayer for you, for me, and for us is that this verse from For All the Saints, that this verse will come alive in us, that today, tomorrow, and every day, one day at a time, God will be your rock, your fortress, your might, that God will be your captain in the well-fought fight, because the captain is the one who sets the direction. And if you let the Lord set the direction for your life, he will lead you to the kingdom, his kingdom, his kingdom that's full of glory and honor and power. And every day, every day in between what used to be and what will be when God's kingdom is complete, every day you will have the chance to make the invisible love and compassion and forgiveness and kindness and hospitality of God visible. Every day, you will have a chance to make the invisible love of God visible for all to see. Let's pray. God of grace and God of glory, on your people pour your power so that we might be faithful witnesses to you. Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for everyone who calls this country their home. God, you know all their names. And we pray that someone will make your love visible in their lives. And Lord, you know our names too. And we offer ourselves to you this morning so that you, God, so that you can set the course for our lives. And so that we can follow you living in a way that makes your love real to everyone we meet. So God, protect us from all evil. And help us to live as citizens of your kingdom today and every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.